Welcome to Women's Thrive Podcast. This is where you'll get to hear incredible stories of female entrepreneurs, business owners, women from all groups of life. Myself, Raymond Jan, and my co-host Abigail will be interviewing incredible women, hearing inspiring stories of women from all around the world. I have no doubt that you will find something that will be life-changing for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us for our future episodes. So welcome everyone to another edition of the Women Thrive Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Rebecca. I am very, very excited today to introduce you to one of our speakers, Michelle Parad, and actually someone that we've just come back from our, as we're recording, we've just come back from our Women Thrive Retreat in Valencia in Spain. And I was had so much fun hanging out with her and with Ramonda and the other speakers and authors a couple of weeks ago, actually, as we're recording this in Valencia. So I'm very, very excited to have this conversation with her today. So Michelle is an intuitive guide for conscious leaders, an international best-selling author and a speaker. She is known for Your Brilliance Archetype Guides and the Cell Method. So that's S-E-L-L, a spiritual philosophy which has helped empower her clients to build businesses that align with their path towards self-actualization. She is also a co-author of the international bestseller book, Success with Source. Welcome, Michelle. It's great to see you here. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Gosh, it's it's so fun to see you a few days uh, later after the in-person get-together. It was it was just such a blast. And I'm, I'm honored to be part of the first Thrive Talks and so excited to see what's what's to come next from from that edition. So I know how exciting was it to be the very first speakers on that stage? And yeah, it was just we had so much fun. And I'm just when we first came on this off on this call, I was like, oh my goodness, look at your scenery, look at your background. So can you share with us where you are at the moment, Michelle? <laughs> so I'm currently in Lisbon, Portugal, and I decided a few months ago that I'm going to be a little bit nomadic, which as an earth sign is not always something I feel comfortable with, but something that I knew I had to do to just explore and then find where my next rooted place is. And so when you said come to Valencia, I was like, absolutely, I'll I'll go and I'll explore and go on to the next place. And and every time I'm I'm in a new environment, I really find myself to even be reinventing who I am every time I'm I'm in a new place with different languages, different people around me. I'm like, it goes back to the question of who am I even, and it goes back to also the way I was growing up as well. I went to international schools and every three, four years as well, I was moving. And it was, it was so interesting that even the different languages that I learned, I was like a different personality within them. And it just shows you how multidimensional we all are and how we can adapt and really become whoever we want to be in, in that certain place that you're in. So that's that's kind of the beauty of what I'm learning along the journey as well. 
That's such a, a great way of looking at it, Michelle. I I really aligned to that, actually. All through my 20s, I traveled like I lived in a different place every six months. I traveled to a new place and I felt the same. I felt like there was a real re- reinvention and there was a lot of healing on that journey as well. And it's really interesting that you had this almost like nomadic lifestyle when you were younger with your schooling and now you're choosing to do it yourself in your adulthood and in your entrepreneurial business? Well, I think it's more of this this ability to know, okay, this place and time, I've had a blast and now that chapter has ended and I'm moving on and now spirit's sort of leading me onto my next place and my next evolution and so it's it's really key to know when that chapter <laughs> has has finalized and to move on because I do find that people can really really hang on to a place that is familiar. You you've established certain relationships, which hair salon to go to, <laughs> things like that that are just make you your life more comfortable. And so I think I've just gotten so used to putting myself in slightly more uncomfortable situations by constantly changing my environment that it's actually in a way expanded what I can and cannot be comfortable with. So I think it's it's expanded probably my amygdala center and my fear, my ability to take on things that I think other people might be more fearful of, but I, I tend to know kind of in my gut where, where I should step to next. And still, I still think that I, I could improve, like everybody could improve on some of the trust part. Cause once you, once you get into that next place, you're like, okay, now what? <laughs> you kind of expect everything to unravel immediately and that's really not the case <laughs> you gotta you gotta remember that you still have to take those baby steps one one step at a time to reestablish yourself in a new place and to remember what that is kind of like the 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 born stage of ages zero to one <laughs> of being in a new place and having to do that all over again. And and honestly, I see a lot of parallels with establishing businesses as well. I really do see that I go through phases of pivoting and rebirth also every couple of years. And I think it's really healthy to do that. It's really, really healthy to look at what you've created, be proud of it, and see, okay, where is there a space for me to do this more efficiently in a more beautiful way and in a place that's more aligned with who I am and to really ask the deep questions rather than kind of do things on autopilot because that's how you've been doing it for the past few years of your of your work life so i think it's a really really beautiful parallel to look at how how you're conducting yourself in your environment and in, in business. And there's probably a lot of parallels 
to that as well. <laughs> how how comfortable and how, how long have you been in your current situation that you wanted to change? Or current living situation that you wanted to change? How many years have you been there and been questioning about that? And same thing with your business. Like when when are you gonna take that next step that you're you're supposed to? So yeah. Yep, absolutely. So yes, yeah, so many power. And that's why travel is so great, right? Like, yeah, I just anyway, this is the travel edition of Women Thrive Podcast. Because <laughs> we love to travel. We both love to do we have such an international group that's part of Women Thrive. I'm really impressed that you guys have just been able to attract people from from all walks of of life. I mean, all women, but but really from so many diverse backgrounds, which is an amazing aspect of of this network. Yeah, because we will we learn from one another, and it's so important to take on ideas and opinions and different point of view from women all over the world from different cultures ethnicities backgrounds countries just beautiful and also incredible women like yourself you're traveling and experiencing life and running your business at the same time which brings me back around to you and what you do in your business so obviously I introduced you at the top of the show would you be able to kind of talk a little bit more about what you do and how you serve your clients, how you help your clients, how you, your purpose and your role and your mission in this world. Yes, absolutely. So the way I work with each individual varies slightly, but ultimately I take a look at what's challenging them. And that might start out with a business challenge. And then we kind of get to the root problem of it and it it kind of originates somewhere else. <laughs> so <laughs> it could be childhood trauma, environment, relationships. We really look at their business as a holistic and themselves as from a holistic standpoint. And you can't just put your business in one sphere of your life and not look at the rest of what's really happening. It's the same as when you go to a, a generalist doctor in a way, you're you're getting a sense of everything that's happening in your body rather than a specialist who's just looking at your heart, right? Because the heart is connected to other organs and it's all functioning together. So that's kind of how the analogy I like to, to use. But ultimately, I also help them expand their vision of themselves because we tend to only imagine what we think is possible for ourselves. And that is based on oftentimes limiting beliefs or we see what other people have done. And so we aspire to do what they've done, or we have mentors. And so we, we try to not exactly copy, but kind of do this in the same vein. And so I really encourage people to go beyond what's even here in this physical plane and imagine something that hasn't yet been created. And so 
that's difficult to do because it's like, it's hard to grapple. It's hard to look around and be like, how do I adapt something from somewhere? And it's, it's not. <laughs> and so that's, that's a real true innovation can stem from is when you can identify what the gifts are within you, what you're really, really good at, and how that can be designed in some kind of mission or in some kind of channeled system or design or policy really depends on the person that is ultimately going to help us evolve, help us develop a more conscious society and change the way we're doing things because there's a lot of, a lot of things that needs, needs fixing. And so I, I tend to try to help gear people towards an impactful business while, of course, still still making money while they're doing it. And so, yeah, there, there's a spiritual process that comes into play to help expand someone's view of themselves. And... Oftentimes we also take on roles that we're not meant to play. <laughs> and again, that's just, that just comes out of habit because we were trained in it. Maybe we were told we, sh we would be really good as a professor. So that's what we got trained in. And then somewhere down the line, we're like, actually, I don't know <laughs> if this is really what I... Uh, I'm meant to be doing. And so we never necessarily have to base what we're doing on next on what we did in the past or how we presented ourselves in the past. I'm sure that we have reasons we took on specific jobs and got certain skill sets from that, but there's always a possibility to reinvent ourselves. And I think society tries to limit us because there's these job descriptions that are like, okay, we need, let's say, a marketing director. And the description is always 10 years of experience doing exactly that, right? So it's, it's one of those things where society tries to entrain us that we, we have to have the experience in order to be good at something. But I would, and there's obviously skill set plays a part in some roles, but I would argue that we can learn just about anything that we want to learn. And anything you set our mind on, it's, it's miraculous what can transpire for us. And the resources and the information that we need is all available impossible for us. And so I've proved that to myself over and again, because I've also taken on several different jobs and different experiences. And every time people are baffled, like I didn't academically, I was studying public policy, which has maybe nothing to do with what I'm doing now. Of course, at that time, I wanted to save the world and develop environmental policies and health policies. And then I looked around at the system and in which I would be 
in, in the government system and decided that wasn't the environment for me through which I could make a difference. But again, I, I didn't have to follow the path of what I had studied. And I proved time again that I was able to acquire whatever skills I needed to adapt to a new environment. So if that's the case, why not choose the, the perfect subset of role that you want to play? So that's kind of where the magic begins, because a lot of the time people don't know what they even want. <laughs> and so it's a process of uncovering that through a magical conversation and through inviting in the universe and through a, through a process of unveiling ourselves. Great. I love your work. It's very powerful and I love when you talk about that people will come to you because they something physically is manifesting in their world that presents as a problem, but actually it, there's something else, right? There's always something, there's always something. We, it's always showing us something and some kind of pathway to transformation and your work very aligned to spirit and law of attraction and working uh, with your clients in that way. One of the things that actually you talk about in your bio are the, the archetype guides. I'd really love to know a little bit more about that. I'm very intrigued to find out more. Yes, absolutely. So we have archetypes all around us. We, we even have to this day Kings and queens, surprisingly, right? That's a type of archetype. And we need them to, to aspire to something that's greater than us, but ultimately that we can move into and, and embody. And so there are many different types of archetypes, but the ones that I, in particular, brought together, there's 12 of them. It's called the brilliance archetypes. And they're really focused on what role we should be playing. Um, and that's really to help people to see where they may have a little bit of a mismatch between the role they currently are in and the one they really should be in uh, or the one that's most soul aligned. And so it's a bit of an energetic process taking taking a quiz to to find your archetype. And then I have a bit of a description on what the shadow side of it is, but also what the benefits are. And because everything is yin and yang <laughs> together. But I do really find that it helps people to start to visualize themselves as this greater greater than higher self type of person. And the more they can see themselves as that and the more they can go in the world and act as their archetype, the more magical things kind of appear. And when we are out of alignment with that archetype, and you can say there's also many other types of personality tests. And of course, you you do human design, so 
how, how that works as well. So it's like if you're out of alignment with your human design or you're out of alignment with your archetype, things, things are harder for you. Things are actually really, really, you're making your life way more difficult than it needs to be. And so when you discover what your blueprint is, then suddenly, and you start to act accordingly, things are just cra crazy, <laughs> like easy and fast. And, and you're like, why did I need to suffer all this, all this time? So it's a, it's a magical process of learning about ourselves. And there's, there's always more depth that I, I find. The more I learn, the more I don't know, and the more, the more there is to uncover. So I think we're all super, super intriguing people. So I love these systems that we have available to us that really help us to give that blueprint, that guidance. Right. And it's not about putting ourselves into a box. It's about opening ourselves up to other opportunities. You mentioned their human design. Obviously, I'm a huge fan. It's what I do. And with your archetypes, what's your archetype, by the way? I'm really interested now to hear about yours. Yes, I'm a magician. <laughs> I talked about this a little bit in the Thrive Talks. It's really funny because when I well, actually I shared this quiz with my family as well, and they're like, "What? what's a magician? Like, <laughs> so intriguing what what does that even mean and i think it can have this interesting rep of someone who does tricks is like a trickster or something like they there's something they they have up their sleeve but when you study the realm of magic with a ck i don't know some of you will understand this <laughs> It's really actually comes down to as you speak, as you think, so you create. That's actually the underlying meaning of abracadabra, if anyone knows. So that's like in Hebrew, abracadabra is, that's exactly what it means, is to create through your words and through your thoughts. And so that's what I'm really good at. and either to my benefit or to my detriment. Again, we're going back to the good and bad because I can manifest things very quickly and easily. And so if I don't watch what I'm thinking, it can also come to life as well. With great power, right? You have to, uh, comes responsibility, <laughs> as they say. But, you know, until I understood how to use these specific powers, I created chaos for myself. I, I created a lot of undue stress and the opposite of a magician, right, is someone who is, who's constantly working and struggling and toiling, right? Magician just is like, snap your fingers and here it is, okay? <laughs> right? Or at least it appears that way. And so... The more I started to, again, see myself as that and experiment with it and just think like, oh, what would it be like if I could have this type of, honestly, it's, it's even the smallest things, right, that is so magical as well. 
this this past week was Black Friday and I had so many things in my mind about what I wanted to change as far as software goes because I, I, I'm also a pretty techy person. And so I'm like, I don't like this and I like that. And then, and it was like, suddenly the software came, appeared in my, in my frame of view. It was like exactly what I wanted. <laughs> and so it was like, oh, perfect. It's like 50% off too. How, how great is that? Right. And so those little things are not coincidences. And so you have to realize that you're actively creating it in your reality. It's not just, oh, it's such a coincidence, you know. <laughs> so it was because I desired it in the first place. So in uh, terms of all of that and taking the archetypes and the deep inner work that you take your clients through, helping them to dream bigger, if you want to, so to speak, but actually start to think about the things that they want to create that might not even be in their own reality. Taking all of this, how do you then help your clients and apply that to your business? Because you talk a lot about like selling your brilliance, mm-hmm. like how can that be applied then practically to your business growth? Yes. Yeah, so ultimately you have to first identify your unique gifts and then how to package that accordingly. And it, again, it has to do, it has to do with the role. It has to do with the type of business you're ultimately trying to create. A lot of it comes through intuitively for me as well. I tend to download people's business models and it's a little bit of a co-creation process as well. Interestingly, I it's like I created my clients <laughs> before they came in, back to the magician before they came into my purview. And I desired the business that they were going to ultimately create as well. And I had this like interesting part to play in in that co-creation, in that seeding, in that incubation period of, of what that looks like. It's a very interesting process of looking at what's the intersection of your gift and what's what is the market really wanting as well? Because that's another aspect of is everybody ready <laughs> for what you have to to offer? And maybe there's like baby steps you need to take before you unveil the big vision. And so there's we go through a process of looking at the niche, the ikigai as well, which is intersection of your passions, your prosperity along with the role and so it's 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 like interesting formation (laughs) and then we it starts like at first there's a little bit of information everywhere and then it starts to come into form I I want to call it as like there's like the feminine chaos part in the first few weeks of how we're designing it and it's not clear at first And suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, it's this aha. As we get through an unraveling information and there's information that we take about the person and their journey as well. That's a very, very big part of what they're here to do as well. 
not to discount everything that somebody's been through. So it's really detective work. It's bringing it all together. It's summarizing it all together. And at the end, it's like this nice bow tie where there's a business model in place. There's the messaging in place or the core messaging at least. And we also look into, okay, what are some of the first few communication channels you might want to go through? For some people, that's through other people's audiences or through certain partners. For others, it could be affiliate marketing. I mean, there's so many different realms within the marketing space, uh, but it's really important to navigate which ones to start with <laughs> because we can get very overwhelmed, I would say, with all the different choices we have out there. And so there's a very specific map to take, especially for the nature of the business, as well as what the founder is good at, right? So if they're not into public speaking, Maybe that's not the first channel that they'll start with. We can <laughs> down the line, of course, they can they can get there if they desire to. But there's again, there's so many different ways that people can market themselves. I mean, I had a previous company I worked for. I mean, they only did SEO. The founder was like nowhere to be found, and they were super successful. So it really, really depends on the person's configuration. And I, I like to call it a founder market fit. Mm, founder market fit. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today, Michelle. Also the archetypes as well. Really interesting stuff. We'll make sure that we put the link below so that people can find out from that. So if you're watching or listening and you're like, oh, what's my archetype? You can click on the link below and you can go and check it out. Michelle, if anyone wanted to find you, where's the best places to find you? So on my website, michelleparad.com, I've got a ton of resources on there. Besides the quiz, there's masterclass, many other goodies. And I invite you into my world <laughs> and to see, see what's there. Instagram as well, same michelle.parad. You can find me there or on LinkedIn as well. So fantastic. And what are you most looking forward to about speaking on the Women Thrive stage? Ooh, I think this will be a really great opportunity for me to workshop the ultimate idea of cellular brilliance in a longer format. Of course, I've I've had many podcast conversations and many short form workshops that I've done, but this is a really great way to go a little bit more in depth into helping people get in a sense of the type of work that I do. So yeah, I'm really excited to, to be able to share my magic and on such a such an amazing platform as well. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's going to be awesome. <laughs> We're so excited. And I was going to say, we've already had you as a speaker on our Thrive Talks. And now you're going to be speaking on the Women Thrive Summit. And uh, of course, our monthly showcases as well. We see you on there. So 
yeah, we get to see lots of you, which is always a good thing. <laughs> well, thank you for the opportunity. It's, it's been awesome. Thank so. you, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. And thank you everyone for watching. We'd love your feedback. We'd love to know. We'd love to know what your archetype is. Get in touch and let us know. You can either contact us here at Women Thrive and contact Michelle directly. And if you have any questions for Michelle, please reach out. And of course, be sure to visit her website and uh, also follow her on social media. She's one of our incredible Women Thrive Summit speakers. We're very, very proud of our speakers. We go through a selection process like no other. <laughs> and so we want to make sure that our speakers are just incredible role models and share the same value and vision as we all do. And Michelle, it's just so wonderful to have you in our community. Oh, thank you so much. What a pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Thank you for listening. And we will see you again on our next episode of the Women Thrive Summit. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Women Thrive Podcast. If you found today's episode empowering and inspiring, be sure to subscribe and follow us. Better yet, leave a review and share it with others. We're committed to bringing you more stories that will empower and inspire you on your own journey. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep pursuing your dreams.